Well, we're live on YouTube. We're live on Twitter, Rumble. We'll be live on Rockfin shortly. As soon as that little red button comes, I am joined with or joined by Ian and fake Trump here. As you can see in the picture that he has as his profile picture here, that he is representing a, a, uh, an image that he took an, an event where he went to the Libertarian Convention in Georgia this weekend to scope out the competitors. And he did some line dancing with some ladies in their 70s. He sung a little karaoke to them, and he did all he could to make America great again. It was, uh, it was quite an interesting time for sure, and I want to talk about it uh, a little bit. Ian, did you, there you go. Ian, you're in the, it looks like you're in the married with children. I'm just on break right now. Um, we're, I'm on break right, we're on uh, dinner break right now, but I'm, yeah, I'm in the new Married with Children reboot. Oh, the reboot, and yet you're not a black female in a wheelchair starring as the lead. Well, I am. Uh, they put me in a green screen suit. Oh, they green screen you. Yeah, they green okay. and they green screen it over. That's me. how they do it these days. All yep. of these leads yep. are actually white males. Yeah, <laughs> wearing green screen suits. Yeah, yeah. Come again, Mr. Former President. He's like the new Andy Circus. Yeah, and yeah, of course. I'm the, I'm 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 the comedy Andy Circus. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He he played Gollum and uh, Darth Maul. He played yeah. King Kong, Brad. He played King Kong, one of the most iconic creatures in all of film history. All right, I got you. Well, l- let's talk a little bit about what uh, what uh, went on at the Georgia convention this weekend, the Libertarian convention. And I co-moderated the presidential primary debate, the Libertarian debate, with uh, Clint Russell of Liberty Lockdown podcast and Tower Gang podcast. And it was interesting overall. I think I've watched all of the previous debates that were online anyway, and this to me got the most intense performance out of the the debaters, the candidates uh, over all of the other ones. And it started off a little bit, a little bit slow, but then it it got heated and it got a lot of fun, and it was definitely more entertaining, I think, than all of the other debates, which is what I, I was hoping for. But you think about what you would do different, you know, uh, after stuff like this, and. There was something that happened right before the debate that I thought about starting with, and I think I might, I think I probably would have started with it if I had to do it all over again uh, in the aftermath. Here's what happened. Uh, One of the candidates, Mike Tremont, who is the former police officer who worked in the White House, I think for, he worked with one of Bush's campaigns, Bush won uh, in the late 80s, maybe. He was a communications person, then he was an uh, economist later. uh, Mike Tremont. Yeah, Mike, Mike the Matt, and I don't remember whose White House it was, but he's worked at the White House, the World Bank, and then he became a police officer for 11 years. He has an interesting story, and he's actually got a lot of really interesting policy ideas. He would be a good candidate, but he's also the one who, as Toad, uh, another debater who is also a candidate, said, is most likely to be viewed as a Fed when you look. Because what, what I was thinking going into this thing is, all right, how many Feds are going to be there? Because, you know, there's at least a couple Feds there. and you know, maybe they would throw us off and go another way with it, but it was funny because Toad did say that uh, Mike Tremont's a Fed during That's the debate. Hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. You know, which uh, which makes you think that it might be the person you least expect. Maybe that frog pie. Maybe he's maybe the one who's maybe yeah. maybe Toad is right. Yeah, if you spot it, you got it right. 
Yeah, I thought Toad did a good mm-hmm. job being the disruptor in that debate. Actually, I thought it, I thought he played a unique and important function. Well, if you come in there with the name like Toad, you better disrupt the hell out of him. He did. Yeah, and not he, all and of he us, did. Uh, you know, Brad. I, I don't know if we all agree with you, especially people like myself who take running for president of the United States to be a very serious matter and a very serious job for serious people. Well, I I think that now, from my perspective, is it's gotten so cartoonish and ridiculous, and these candidates have gotten so robotic in their performances that it's good i think now especially after seeing i was a little unsure of what to expect as well Mm -hmm. but after seeing the way that he handled it and he he was he he knew his he knew i mean he knew what he's talking about with a lot of information now he threw a few bombs in there as chase uh, pointed out but i I don't have a problem with that because they're going to get a few bombs lobbed at them if they're going to make it to the main stage so I, i i thought it um I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was fun. Well, this, this Clint guy, the, uh, the 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 vice president of the Libertarian Party, uh, he and uh, he and the Frog guy, they do their uh, they do their thing together, right? They do the podcast together. I believe I believe they do a podcast together. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they're on the uh, Tower Game together. I just find that to be a, a little coincidental. Well, so you're saying oh, you, you find that with we'll, Frog what? being the the leader in the polls and everything, and leading the entire. Libertarian Party with the vice president, you know, debating his. He just announced his vice presidency, and again, I actually don't have a problem with that either. Like, I, I think that you can challenge. He's going to have insight, inside knowledge that uh, I, I, I might not have, and I, I think challenging these guys and putting them in conflict situations is a good thing, which is why I, I didn't have a problem with. It. We can get back to that in yeah. a second. Let, let me tell what happened right before the debate, real quick, because this is something that anybody who is at the debate listening doesn't know anything about that I would like to tell them about uh, outside of a couple people I told Mike Termott, when I met him in the lobby, he, I, I introduced myself and uh, he obviously didn't know that I was the co-moderator of the, of the debate. Cause he was a little bit of a prick kind of, maybe he was focused on the debate. I, I don't know, but it was kind of like, who's this guy talking to me? Why, why, why are you bothering me? And so then I, I walked off into the other room and uh, our friend Josh, who was there, who you're, you're familiar with, Mr. President, he I overheard. He's going to name your deep throat right he, there. He, my deep throat. <laughs> he overheard Mike Tremont say to his buddy, he heard him say, two and a half hours for a debate, which it was a long debate. We did that on purpose. Two and a half hours is stupid because none of these other guys can last more than 20 minutes than me. And when he told me that, I was like, oh, my God, I got to open with that. I, I, I got to start the thing with that and start the conflict right away. But I, I, I wavered and then I didn't do it because I thought it'd be a dick move. But in the aftermath of it, I'm like, maybe it would have been the right move because uh, mm-hmm. um, it would have got them going at each other a little bit sooner. But I just thought it was so interesting that that <laughs> happened right before the debate. What were you going to say, Mr. President? I just can't believe that you named your source like that. You're gonna have less whistleblowers coming to you and giving you the truth. I'm all about you're just exposing who they are. Coach. What, what, what am I gonna be? The mainstream media citing a source uh, familiar with a source who's across the street from a source familiar with the other sources thinking? Telling? Now I can't do that. I got to be a little more transparent. You know, I, I bet if that Mike the man is listening, he's not a very happy guy. Right. Well, now. here's the thing. I uh, uh, if there are any of the candidates listening. The one that's least likely to be listening is Mike Tremont. I, I can guarantee you that. Mike Tremont is, comes off very much as a police officer. Nice guy when you talk to him afterwards, but there's an air about him that, that is uh, – so I brought up during the debate, Ian, if you can still hear. I, yeah, I brought up during the debate, 
and I, I tried to I actually had things for every single candidate. We didn't get to all of them. In fact, I only got to, I think, a couple of them. Uh, um, I had things that I thought people who might be their target audience would have a problem with voting for them. So I, I tried to point those out in questions uh, uh, as like uh, Clint, like Clint did as well when he pointed out to uh, um, what's his name, Hornberger, about you should look into the vaccine stuff because people care about that and you should look into the COVID response stuff. I, I would try to point out things that I, I thought would be deal breakers for people. And, and one that I pointed out for Mike Tremont was that he on his website associates Trump with the big lie. He uses the big lie language, which is propaganda designed coming from coming from the top coming from joe biden himself who, who calls it the big lie the mainstream media designed to associate trump with hitler and prevent people from looking in to anything about the 2020 election which we know what happens with that if you ask any questions about it that are uncomfortable you get your youtube video demonetized maybe even you get it taken down maybe even you get a strike on it. i've gotten strikes on my channel despite the fact that there have been legitimate uh, uh, investigations and legitimate findings from Garland Favrito and, and Voter GA, who is on this show on a regular basis, like once a month or so, talking about what's going on with the ongoing legal challenges. And for someone to have that mainstream media talking point on there, I, I thought that anybody who recognizes that is going to be, I'm done. I can't vote for this guy. And um, he, he didn't. What did you think about that interaction, Mr. President? Uh, you know, I, I do want to say I love that Garland. Love that Garland. Great Garland guy. Great guy. Voter GA, that's right. Uh, you know, very, very unbiased. He's been doing it for a long time, you know. Then they drove a wrecking ball through him like they do everybody else. Uh, what was the question, though? Brad? I was wondering Sorry. what you thought of the interaction with uh, Mike Termott when I asked him about how he it promotes the idea that Trump is spreading the big lie. Oh, the big lie, the big lie. Yeah, it's easy for people that are Hitler to compare other people to Hitler. Talking about Joe Biden, not Mike the Matt. He's not powerful enough to be Hitler. I mean, it takes a Hitler. Enough, but he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. We like him. He's just like talking to a stiff wall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it takes one to know one, right? It takes a Hitler to know a Hitler. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe that's my bubble because I, I've been talking with Garland and, and, you know, looking at the voter GA stuff for so long. But I just feel like if you're out there promoting the same mainstream talking points that are clearly propaganda, mm -hmm. then you're going to have a hard time winning the libertarian vote, which is a very skeptical group to begin with. Oh, yeah. It, Probably yeah. the most skeptical group. I mean, you had I someone. I can't believe that somebody who's a police officer yeah. would do it either. Well, that's you, another. Yeah. It was so skeptical. There's such a skeptical group. You just explained that one candidate accused the other of being a Fed. That was Toad. And, and, Toad and that's, said, that is yeah. hilarious, a hilarious level of skepticism. I, I love it. I, I, so I thought he did a good sprocket. job coming in. Yeah, go ahead. Toad the wet sprocket. So Mr. President here came in at the end of the debate, Ian, and okay. he, he did a fantastic job. He, mm -hmm. I, I don't even remember all the lines yet because I was laughing so hard. At what you were saying, but you you associated Lars Map, Maps Mapstead with uh, Metallica, I believe. You, well, you, uh, you know, the tweet got the joke wrong. They said he looks like a Metallica fan. What I said was, "Hey, we've got Lars here from Metallica." Right. Yeah, uh, because yeah, the drummer of Metallica is named Lars Ulrich. Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 very yeah, talented yeah. young man. Very talented. Very talented. And 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 Lars 
who is uh it, so i asked lars after the, the show because every every time i click on another candidate's twitter profile i see one of lars's ads like every time it's crazy i was like how do you do that dude and he's like i'm investing in it and which uh, it's is he's so he's getting the word out on social media he's a uh a, a tech entrepreneur and so I, one of the questions i had for him which i did not get to which I hope to have them on the show to, to talk about some of this stuff was a cyber security privacy related question. Mm-hmm. And so Lars, and, and I don't know, I, this is from what I read. So anything that I'm incorrect about that, he can correct the record on when he comes on the show. But uh, I believe some of the businesses he started was uh, like a, a friend finder type thing that they realized along the way that people were using it to, to hook up with people, which is what people do with, with uh, online stuff. That's like Craigslist, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's what people do. And, and so they turned that into adult friend finder mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't just him there. He had a partner, I believe. And uh, my question associated with that is in 2016, I, I don't know if he was still associated with the company at this point, but um, since he was part of uh, creating it in 2016, adult friend finder, which is a hookup site, it was it was hacked and it was like it was i think like eight or nine times the size of the ashley madison hack and oh that God. it released all these emails of of people and i think thousands of them were gov dot gov emails and military emails who well i'm starting to think okay so depending on who this hack was those emails they, they these people could be compromised mm-hmm. you know it could mm-hmm. be contacted. There was already there was some extortion that went on with people whose emails were leaked. And so my question for him around that would be what, you know, what would his policy be on or, or what or just what would he do about like the privacy concerns, especially with technology uh, causing so much disruption in our lives as it is right now? I don't know that there's an answer to that, but I, I would be curious to hear what his position is on it since he um it ha- has a connection to uh, a hack that happened like that. Not that he did it. I mean, everybody's been, yeah. You know, what's that thing called? It's called I've been owned.com or something like that. You can go see how many times your email has been hacked. Oh, it's I didn't crazy. Know about that. Yeah. I guarantee you every email you've ever had and password has been hacked by somebody. It's wild. Hmm. So that, that's when I was unable to get to there. And, but so, so Lars is, Lars, his whole thing is unrig the system. And I thought he did a good job. I thought he was pretty, what I like to see from all of the can all the candidates, they all were, I wanted them jumping in to like interrupt each other a little bit, you know, I, like I think that you can't really have a good debate unless they're jumping in and interrupting each other a little bit. Once it got to that, it felt like it was really going. And uh, I will say this though, when I started off, what I wanted, what I envisioned, and it didn't hit exactly the way I wanted it to. A couple of them did it well. Is I, I wanted them to talk to talk to me like I was someone who was I. I I don't care about, I don't like talking about economics. I've never read Murray Rothbard or I've never read Harry Brown. I'm just a dude in a bar who is tired of the bullshit, who, who uh, uh, hates fucking inflation and who's tired of the, t- like I, I hate the right and left and I hate that they lie to us all the time and I haven't been inspired to vote uh, since Ron Paul. And talk to me like that person who no, is not already a member of the Libertarian Party and win me over to the Libertarian Party. Go ahead. You know, that's a real shame, Brad. You know, if you wanted me to talk to you like you were a guy at a bar, I could do it very easily. Very, very easily. <laughs> you, you, you do that very well. And so I, I kind of, I, I asked them to, you have 90 seconds to win me over. And it kind of turned in for some of them into an opening statement, which I wanted to avoid that happening. I, I probably should have framed it a little bit differently. Uh, a few of them, uh, most of them tried to do it. 
the the guy who did it best was Joshua Smith. Uh, he did a great job. I, like he's he's very good at talking relatably to people. So I Which think that's, he, he looks exactly. He like does. You. He looks a lot like you. Ian. He looks exactly <laughs> like you. I thought. I walked up to him and I said, candidate for president Ian Covell. And he said, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. But no, I he, watch his show. That's what he said. He watches this show. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. great. So he knew who you were. Yeah, yeah. He does. So it's like you with a uh, a little bit of a, a goatee. A Maybe I'll beer. grow a goatee. Yeah. yeah. I'll grow yeah. A goatee. He's got the bowl and everything. The bowl and everything. You, oh. can, you should watch him. You could probably do an impersonation of him. You know, my mother used to call it a beauty mark. Yes, yeah, what's uh, And it's Cindy Crawford that has yeah. the beauty mark. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're just, you're just like Cindy, Cindy Crawford. Crawford. Oh, yeah. Right. Chase Oliver. That guy's got a beauty mark, too. Yeah. So Chase Oliver actually does a good uh, a good um, Trump impersonation. So the first night we were there, we were meeting with uh, Jake in the, I guess, the cafeteria room where they were holding it. They were holding it at a – it was like a veteran's uh, – I can't, what was the name of the place? Do you VFW, remember? VMW, Brad. The VMW, which was really VFW, cool place. VMW, not VMW. Not VMW. Not BMW. Wars. Yes, yes, right. It was really cool because they had two nights in a row, we go to this place and it's packed full of like 70 year olds partying. And Mr. President here did some uh, electric slide. Yeah, I did the electric slide ladies. with about 20, 70 year old ladies. Very lovely ladies. Very good at the electric slide. I wasn't as good. I wasn't really? as good, but they were very good. So, uh, Z Barnell says, woogie, woogie out there. says Chase does a good Brian Kemp impersonation, too. That's Brian Kemp, right? Brian here. Kemp. Yeah. So, he, so I immediately knew, Ian, when we met Chase, that he was a theater guy. Like, oh. And I asked him, I was like, yeah, he, he's, he would fit right in at every improv theater okay. we've ever. Yeah, he got up and he did zip, zap, zap with Brad. Until politics came out. I asked, uh, I asked, uh, my friend uh, who was there, yeah, I said, uh, should we should we open with, all right, let's start with a little zip, zap, zap, word at a time story, guys. Oh <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so Chase, Chase, to Chase's advantage, uh, so Chase is the one who went over the time the most, which, you know, I, again, ideally in a debate, what I would like to see is you don't even need a clock. You see that you, it, it, you pass the focus and you jump in and you, you – you are able to just like you would we do it in improv when we rehearse like stuff like this Mm -hmm. Uh, um and i said even at the beginning the people who say the most interesting stuff are probably going to get the most time chase is very articulate and so so chase's advantage is is his is his passion in his delivery Uh, although he did get he he did go like like he might have taken up a little too far uh (laughs) during the uh debates but he also got a number of um uh Rounds of applause, as did the others. I thought everybody did a good job, actually. But so for Chase, Chase what, won the Iowa caucus, right? He did. But the, so how it's chosen the candidate, I believe, is. And I was telling the truth at the beginning of the debate that I'm not. I was like, look, I'm not a libertarian. I probably would be. You know, I, that's probably where I align the most with. But I, I'm nothing. And I've been inspired to vote for no presidential. It's candidate. the island of misfit toys. It's where a lot of people just kind of end up. Right, and it's I agree with a lot spectrum, of their broad yes. spectrum, just like uh, with the uh, the people with that spectrum disease. Uh, are you talking about autism? Is that what you're That's saying? The yeah. one. Yes, yes. yes. A lot of them say that they have that they're autistic, which I, I 
maybe I, I don't know. I don't know what the spectrum is. Maybe maybe we're all a little bit autistic. They should start a campaign: oh. libertarians for autism or autism for libertarians. Th- that actually yeah. might not be a bad idea. I don't I know what the size that, of that. You know, I usually is. tell people, Brad, you might want to get into this. That's a good idea. Instead of saying that might actually not be a bad idea, that might <laughs> that they might have a bad idea. That might be a great idea. That's what I was trying to. That's what I'm trying to figure out with the Libertarian Party is who their target audience is. Like who are they? There's a bunch of independent voters who are tied, just kind of like I described at the beginning of the debate, who are done with both the left and right parties and are winnable to libertarians. But that's also kind of a wide spectrum of people. I'm trying to understand who they're trying to communicate with their messages. I felt like. Mostly they were trying to communicate in the debate to the the delegates that were already libertarians. That's why I wanted to get them to, to, to speak more in terms mm. of, of people who are outside the – because they have to have the delegates to – I think the delegates select <clears> – <throat> you guys correct me if I'm wrong in the chats here. Uh, I want to tell somebody in the chat that, JC, I completely see where you could get the Penn and Teller resemblance to Lars. He does look a lot like Ben. He does, yeah, yeah. Ponytail and all, and the magic tricks that he does. Totally, totally. Yeah, so I, I don't know who their target uh, market is when it comes to people outside the Libertarian Party. And, and from all the goals that I, I know they're a little bit divided within there, but all, all their goals seem to be we need to grow the party. And so, like, I would look for somebody if I was a delegate. And again, I'm not part of the Libertarian Party, but I would look for somebody who represented the values that, that I did. And again, that's up for debate based on which candidate you, you side with. And I would look for the person who could communicate those in the best way that made people go, holy shit, I would like to be a part of that. And, and it was like the, the guy who did the least good at this. Uh, Mike Tremont, I'll give him credit. He actually tried, but he's just so robotic uh, that it's hard for him to be. It, it's hard to see him as anything other than a cop. It really is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think the uh, I think that that's the short sightedness of all the parties is that they f- forget that the candidate needs to be voted on by the majority of people who aren't in a party, right? So that's who you should be looking for as your prime candidate: electability with the general public. And they all lose sight of that. Well, I, I I'd know? say most of them. It can be easy to get like put into that to. You can just tell that they're, they're – I can't imagine doing what they're doing. I mean it would be oh, horrible, like so challenging. But you can tell that you get into this mode of um, – it's like with improv. It's like versus improv versus doing a script. You know, Improv, you got to be in the moment. Script, you, also you got to be in the moment, but you're just reciting that. And for Hornberger, Jacob Hornberger, Top Lobster, he says his favorite part of the debate was how flustered the panel was uh, minus Toad when Trump came up. Which well, I thought man, was, they, uh, heard the, they, heard the, they heard the footsteps coming. We, it was so – God, we were so worried that everybody's going to be mad. Ian, Ian, Justin, welcome, uh, Justin. Justin, what's going on, Ridgeway? So, what's so up, Justin, guys? What's we, up? At the end of the debate, we had planned it, and, and uh, they, uh, those guys at the Libertarian Party let us do it. We were going to have Trump come up and interrupt, and uh, it, it worked out perfectly because the night before, Chase was telling us how he would handle Trump on, on stage. And so I was like, all right, that's our segue to bringing Trump up. And so I kind of framed it as a bonus question that would come up. And I, I was like, up until the moment it happened, I was like, are they going to get super pissed at us or what's going to happen? But, but Trump came up and he totally killed it. And it, it to- Toad, who actually called for January 6th to be a national holiday during the debate. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with him. You know, I, I completely agree with him there. 
A lot of people are being held without trial unconstitutionally. Yeah, yeah we had uh, Ridgeway. We had uh, the candidates. We, we had a guy. I don't, I don't know his full name. I know he's part of the Tower Gang pod, uh, just like Top Lobster here. Uh, he was up there debating. He, uh, he, he had no shoes on, and he was there to disrupt. And I was saying earlier that I didn't know what to expect, but I, I, I love the way that he handled it. I thought he did a good job as a disruptor. And I think that's necessary for the way this shit happens right now to break up the monotony of the scripts that they deliver. Uh, so Did really anybody like get a good look at his feet? I hope he got a pedicure before. He's, he he's, de- he's going to be all over the uh, foot fetish websites by now. Is I his name barefoot bill. I don't think so. Barefoot think- bill. Is that a cat photo you have behind you? Ridgeway? What is that? Hey Brad, how do I get the link to this particular show to say, tweet it out to people? Well, uh, let me s- just youtube.com slash Brad Binkley and you'll find it there. Try that one. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and if not, look him up in the yellow pages. So, <laughs> Ian, it's under it's B. There. And uh, if they, it's not there, then it's no, under B. Totally. So, check there. So, Cop City, uh, Ian, you're familiar with Cop City. I don't know how familiar everybody was with Cop City, but I know it's like a, it's on Chase's page and he champions it and cop okay. city is it's one of those issues where our progressive friends really champion cop city like the progressive friends who think all white people are maga all white people are racist maga right uh, and uh chase kind of championed that and so i asked chase about like you know is that astroturfed what about the people over there in, in the forest who who we saw videos of them uh, of you know using military type techniques and uh, so i think that's where chase loses so I think the vac- the the coronavirus thing, and I think Cop City is what is going to be hard for him. Although I think it would be Wait, interesting. so he's for Cop City or he, not? He was a champion of Cop City. Uh, okay, at okay. the Capitol, he was a, he he led a protest for it. He was because uh, okay, it, it's okay. all about uh, opposing the police state, which uh, that is a libertarian position. Which is so he's like the. You know, I don't want to say Mike Termata is opposite of police reform because he does have some good police reform ideas. It's just his whole fucking uh, um, big lie shit that I can't – I just don't think you can get over that. And with Chase, I think it's similar. I think it's the cop city, and also I found a few tweets. People kept pulling up uh, Chase's old tweets during the debate, and he got mad about it. He got really – because he – Chase – so I, I didn't ask Chase, and, and I thought Chase did a good job, and he seems like a nice guy. Uh, uh, Chase, his Twitter account started in 2020. And I want to see the Twitter account before 2020. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, look, all I'm saying is, is he can't get that upset. People pull up old tweets all the time. <laughs> right. That's right. True. I mean, that's part of the game. It's part of the game. If you're going to be on there, you're already exposed. Like <laughs> Mr. President, I, I need to ask you, I saw that photo of your hand with the, the, the red blashes on it. Did you grab the wrong uh, chick by the pussy? I always grab the ones by the pussies, you know, whether it's catching or not. Right, you don't even check. You know gloves, no you might no, no mask on your hand. You grab you away. Know, who would wear a mask on their hand, Brad? That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I, I have no That's idea. true. That's yeah. true. There's no but a, a hand mask. It was frostbite. I was outside for more than ten minutes. You got syphilis on your hand from frostbite. Yeah. It yeah. cracks the skin, Brad. <laughs> All right, so I, it would be interesting. So Clint, who co-moderated, he's a vice presidential candidate. Top, is there other vice presidential candidates in, in the? I'm, I'm not. I don't know. Uh, 
So it would be interesting if Clinton and Chase were partnered together. That would be pretty funny. Because <laughs> they're kind of polar uh, opposite ends of the Libertarian Party. But um, yeah, Josh is the best at talking like person to person. Toad is a very good disruptor. We have Michael Rechtenwald. So Michael Rechtenwald is a former uh, professor who was canceled. Uh, I don't know what it was that he said, but he was a Marxist at the time. Mm-hmm. And this comes up in every mm-hmm. debate because a lot of libertarians, they have a problem with that. And so he's had to address it. And I'm sure he'll have to continue uh, to address it. But he's the Mises Caucus candidate, I believe. And he um, that's that's what they have. A problem. So he's like a great reset. The cancel culture is toxic. They're, they're destroying our first. And he's right. Like he's he's correct in all of those things, like his positions. It, it's the his past that uh, is going to be a problem probably for some of the delegates that he has to overcome. Um, he's a smart guy, but I, I don't know. What do you think about that, Ian, uh, Justin? Somebody who it was seven, eight years ago, he was a Marxist. He had his eyes open. This is a story because he was canceled for speaking freely about, I think, some of the shit going How on. How old is he? How old is he? He has a grandkid. Okay. So, and he, so up until seven or eight years ago, he was a Marxist and now his eyes have been open. What was the inciting incident? What he was, was canceled catalyst? from New York University as a professor. And I think he was calling out some of the woke shit. I don't know exactly what it was. So, but Marxism is, I mean, how, how did he come about? Like, how does he come around on the economic part of it? I don't understand how that, that you understand what I'm getting at? I don't, I don't see how that would influence well, yeah. So, it's, it's, so some of his criticisms that he was criticized at one point for donating to Trump, and he was also criticized for being a Marxist. Although, you know, Chase was a progressive, and the argument's going to be we all came from uh, different areas. That's what the libertarians made up made up mm-hmm. of, like uh, island of misfit toys, so to speak. I, I've always been on that island personally. Zach says uh, um, that presidential candidates who lose often drop down and run for VP. Okay, so that so I'm guessing they select the VP after they select the. Which that makes sense. Uh, the vice president, but uh, very interesting. I, he's got good positions. It's going to be overcoming that uh, within the Libertarian Party to get chosen. And so you're talking about this Rechtenwald, right? Rechtenwald, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he wrote a book about the Great Reset and stuff like that. I guess, I guess, what I'm, <clears throat> what I get curious about when someone makes that drastic of a change is, I just want to know why, um, because I want to know. Hey, I want to make. <laughs> I want to make sure that uh, I want to ask them, like, are you sure you, you were so sure you were right then? What makes you so sure you're right now? Right. And right, yeah, Top says you can be wrong. Uh, I, yeah. In, sure. An idiot most of your life and change your mind and still intensely unqualified to lead. Uh, yeah. I, I. It's a tough thing to overcome. Uh, he, he does. So he talks about in his some of his responses about how you can't be the the nominee if you didn't see through like the propaganda. I can't remember exactly how he phrased it uh, during the COVID thing, which is something there was a whole, there was a vaccine divide uh, on the panel, which it got really heated and it was, it was interesting to watch. Like I, I, I loved the conflict. I really, really loved the conflict. It was. Oh, hey, can, can we go back real quick though? Yeah. Because I mean, Ian, what about like a Satanist, who sees the light and becomes a Christian? Are you going to think of them less as a Christian because they were a Satanist at a different point in time? I don't think that's an equivalent. I mean, you're, you're, there, there's a whole other set of factors that go into changing from a, someone from a Satanist to a Christian. Did you used to be a Satanist, Ian? It, 
Didn't that tell you used yeah, to be? Dude. <laughs> no. No, I, I was never a Satanist. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only Satanist I ever knew was this like 21-year-old stand-up comic. He was just rebelling against, I think. Like, yeah, I think it's, I don't think anyone really is a real Satanist. I think they're doing <laughs> it to just be pains in the ass. I they're doing it, it to be, it's like Antifa. Yeah, they're just yeah. doing it to be a pain in the ass, whatever. That's another thing about Chase, is, is those uh, those protesters in the woods, they're all, whether they are or not, they're all associated with Antifa. And so to be the That's champion of that cause, it's like, how do you square that? <laughs> there's Antifa and then okay so that's what I'm saying that's what I didn't understand so you're saying Chase was part of the stop cop city he was protest. not in the woods protesting but he was at the capitol okay. uh, uh, saying he that we need to all stop those kids city. there to die okay that's what I didn't understand I thought you were saying he was for no. he cop sent city. wave after wave of men no, no, oh, he opposes cop city yeah, okay right. okay okay he, he, he's, he's not but he's also not the one handcuffing himself to there today there's another story about these cop city protesters hmm. and uh, so I, and I asked him if this is it's and clearly asked him if, if he was funding the concerts that were going on in there like who's giving them the money to do all this stuff what concerts? They're yeah, in your backyard, here? Ridgeway. You should go to them. They're free. They're at Stop Cop City rallies. I right. haven't been over in that area in a long time. Yeah. I used to get scared, though. So it's like, a, so Top says, an atheist who now believes in God is great, but they should go to the back of the bus in terms of reaching uh, the masses. So, so like a baby Christian is not the best spokesman for Christianity, it sounds like what you're saying, Top. Um, but that's a good point. It, <laughs> Jacob Hornberger. Have we talked about him yet? So yeah. what, what, what Top believes is that Rechtenwald should be in the back of the bus when it comes to being uh, a spokesperson for libertarian values. Perhaps. Sounds like what he believes. Hmm. Now, Jacob Hornberger did his most exciting work uh, in his post-debate videos that he made on the way home. He made like these three post-debates. He's like a 74-year-old guy who's been running for a libertarian president for like 30 years or something. Oh, the horn burglar, the horn burglar, the horn burglar. And the horn burglar, dude, he, he like, (laughs) first of all, he got mad about a couple of things. Uh, One of them was he made this argument in a previous debate because, and I'm not even, I don't even care about the position. I was like focused on the messaging. Like I was focused on how are you going to communicate this messaging to somebody who's not already a libertarian and doesn't give a shit about like, like the infighting, if that's what your goal is. And, and it seems like that's what they want to do. He, he, I, he made an argument that Social Security should be cut off abruptly instead of having uh, um, you know, an off-ramp to ease the, the problems that happen once you cut off these uh, welfare uh, programs. And uh, nobody disagrees they should be ended. His argument was they should be ended abruptly, and then he said everybody would be fine, and the way you know everybody would be fine is because the slaves were fine right after the Civil War. Yeah, that's and not a convincing argument. That's, and that's what I'm saying. And, and, that, yeah. and so that, that's what I was trying to tell him or, and, and ask him to present in a different way. I, 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 was, I didn't want to hear what he believed about mm-hmm. Social Security. That's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to, him to conv- – because I, I agree that people – private organizations and people will – jump in and help and take over and, and do better than the, than the government at, at helping people uh, in these areas. But I, I, you're not convincing anybody that day one, everybody's going to be fine when yeah. that's the argument you're using. Did he drop out of the race? I don't know. Did he? 
Because, you know, there was uh, that rumor swirling around that you ended his political career. Well, me, so, somebody said me and somebody said Clint on social media because of the vaccine question that, that Clint asked and that Toad asked. So Toad asked the vaccine question. Clint asked the vaccine question. When I was to make my notes, I was like, what if I just opened with vaccine, asking about a vaccine because I know it's divisive. But I, I, I decided I didn't want to do that. I... I, I, I wanted to know what they would recommend. I did get to ask that. I like the guy saying that it's none of your business. Well, it, it isn't. Yeah, it is, none, it is none of your business. But within, so this is where I think the messaging was more towards in the Libertarian Party is. So a, after this happened, it was, uh, uh, there's, there's uh, going around Twitter a little bit that, you know, somebody who fell for the vaccine thing or, or got vaccinated was uh, can't be the libertarian nominee now now whether you agree with that or not i i i don't know for for yeah, me i don't agree with what, that that's silly what, that's silly what hornberger's position was that, that bothered me was he didn't even want to look into it like he didn't know yeah. he didn't want to investigate what went on he didn't want to hold fast he like good i think if if someone initially like at, at the if you spent more than three mi- months convinced then you you were an idiot Right. But I think yeah. at the beginning, there were a lot of people dealing with the available information that they had. And you cannot blame them uh, for maybe an initial reaction. But I think pretty quickly, most people woke up, you know. Right. Right. So so Jake says he's editing the debate and he said Hornberger did a better job than he initially thought, though. Uh, he disagrees with everything. He said. So Hornberger is an experienced debater, that's for sure. But but he he it was actually I thought he wasn't happy about it, but it was good to shake him out of his talking points. So when I was asking everybody to talk to That's me, cool. the, the Hornberger is the only one who didn't look at me. I He's totally the one who looked out a, to... I want to totally hit a doobie with him out in the parking lot. There's no me, way man. he'd ever do a doobie, dude. That's not... Hey, look at your comments, Brad. Look at your comments. Read the comments. Your, right I thought there. you were saying you would smoke a doobie, Mr. President. Hey, you know what I told you. <laughs> I, I just... I go wild in Georgia. It's the only place that... He did go wild. What, so, what were your um, what was your favorite part of the debate, Mr. President? Was it dancing with those seventy year old ladies doing the electric I mean, slide? Singing America by Neil Diamond, you know, was a lot of fun. Supposedly, you got a video somewhere. I don't know if you. I do. Hear I do have that. a video. Yes. Yes. You know, it's it's pretty acceptable to you. It's just uh, you have access to it. Accessible. Yeah. No, I got it. We'll get it up. We'll get it online. We also uh, we we have you. We have you interrupting to uh, people didn't know what the hell was going on on the first night when um, what was the guy's name we were talking to? Oh uh, yeah, uh, Tom. <laughs> the guy, Tom. the second in command of the VFW. Yes, yeah. He's my new best friend. Yeah, he was great. I thought it was really cool. I, I thought it was a fun event. I loved how excited everybody got. I I don't know, I don't know who I would say yeah. won. What was it, Tom or Jim? I don't. I can't remember what it was exactly. It was a lot. It might have been Jim. I think it's Jim. Who do you guys that were there think won? If you had to say who won the debate. Yeah, let's hear it from the comments. Jim. Yeah, Jim was great. Jim was great. Jim Kloss, I think. So Jim, Jim got to tell him. Jim, I got to talking to Jim before we left, and we were there talking to him till like probably like midnight. And and Jim's Jim's telling me how he was uh, basically he was a secret spy and he's got all this classified information. He, he can't tell me. I'm like, what did you, how did you do it? How did you take out the Russian? He's like, I can't tell you. Like every, he became every question. I got blackballed from Jim by the end of the night. You That's know, that hilarious. grumpy gnome keeps charming in. I really liked meeting him. He was a fun guy, that grumpy gnome. 
Uh, yeah, so I have an exclusive here from Jake. The debate will be uh, <laughs> live on all platforms tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. Uh, Jake Green, uh, an exceptional cinematographer, editor, does a great job. He's got some movies and documentaries on Amazon. Uh, um, check him out. Uh, JC, how Josh Smith did. I thought Josh Smith, I, I thought he did well. I think Josh is th the best at the whole group uh, at communicating to people who aren't already libertarians. Really? <laughs> And that's that's what you need, honestly. Uh, I don't know wh what kind of pairings for presidential and vice presidential candidates would you guys like to see, who uh, who are in the chats? COVID. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people in that group knew the, the COVID thing. Like, I wanted to hear. I know the, the the vaccine question. That was it was a good way to get people. I mean, it really. I think that's what set Chase off. Sure. I think. Um. I. I. I for me personally. I don't care. Like, I, I don't I think the vaccine, I don't think it was designed to kill everybody. I think it was an experiment. And I think it was just uh, they don't care if it harms people. I think it was more likely to harm the people that they gave it to first, the older people. Mm -hmm. I'm not vaccinated. I, I, I can totally see why somebody might have. My parents got vaccinated. There was a lot of pressure because mm -hmm. they were they were in and my mom had an illness for 18 years. It was a rare illness and had a lot of pressure coming. And I, I talked to them about maybe waiting a little bit. And, and it was it was a very tough situation for a, a lot of people. And um, I, I can see both sides of, of the argument that was going there. What I wanted to know was, would you go on TV like Biden did? And would you get the vaccine and promote it to other people with your influence as president? And to Chase's credit, he eventually, eventually said, no, he wouldn't do that. Um, it's, it's just so there have, the candidates are they have so many things in common, but then the things they don't have in common, they're just polar opposites. Right. Though. Well, it was always bizarre when I'd see, you'd see a politician or a famous person take the vaccine in public like on TV. It almost felt like they were trying to be your your mommy or your daddy, and it was very weird, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the stickers. Uh, like I hated were, the stickers. Like you, yeah. Like you were a little kid, and this was gonna be. Look, it doesn't hurt. Uh, so how do we weird. find out who won the debate in Georgia? Well, we have Buddy says uh, he liked Josh. He's a delegate, and uh, he liked Josh in the debate. We have uh, uh, Buddy also says he'd like to see a Smith-Russell ticket. That'd be, that'd be Kurt Russell? Well, you know, he's been called Kurt Russell on Twitter the past couple of days because when Hornberger made his post-debate videos, he, he kept accidentally calling Clint Kurt Russell. <laughs> so there's a meme I like that out. Kurt Russell. Really talented guy. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, Thomas says he thinks Josh won the Arizona debate. Biden, uh, Grumpy says he thinks Biden got mm, yeah, the, uh, like the saline vaccine. That's probably highly probable. And Chase still trusts his doctor, so that that was that was something they got out of Chase. The, the thing with your doctor, man, is you always got to question your doctor. I, I I told a story on Twitter about my about a doctor telling me I was going to die because I wasn't vaccinated when I, I brought in an actual published study that identified a condition my dad had developed shortly after he got vaccinated, uh, interstitial lung disease, as being one of the uh, actual side effects that they acknowledged at the time. And the guy flipped out. I mean, completely flipped out. He tried to shame me, told me I was going to die multiple times. And we had to go find another doctor who was actually open to it. But even at the other doctor, they refused to let me in. Because I wasn't vaccinated, the doctor had to walk me into the room with oh my, my dad God, because she knew so it was fucking bullshit. So, and, and yeah, Brad, are you worried about your ACL then? 
about tearing my ACL. For like, yeah, I, I play a lot of football. Unvaccinated, I could tear my ACL just like Aaron Rodgers. And unvaccinated. Well, it's it's a side effect of being unvaccinated. So all you unvaxxed people out there, you know, uh, just make sure you're wearing uh, ankle braces or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Denver on uh, Rockfin says you've always had to question your doctor, and I completely agree. Uh-huh. Because doctors, it's hard to be doctors and keep up with the latest research. And doctors are only going to help you uh, to the limits of their knowledge. And and once they see something that they can't uh, find within their mind from from what they learned, which is which they've stopped learning at a certain point, uh, then they're going to tell you there's nothing they could do. My mom was told she'd die in two years. She lived 18 years longer because my dad and my mom were smart enough to continue to question and to know that there are people yeah, out there yeah. who have other ideas. You got to have a good poker. Thomas Tamer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Biden got the semen vax. You got the semen vax. Yeah. <laughs> who, got, who got that? That one's, that one's foolproof, right? Biden. Biden, got, Biden got the, the semen vax. vax. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Right in his butthole. Right. <laughs> Mr. President, what what were your takeaway thoughts from the debate? You know, I th- I like that Josh a lot. I liked him a lot. I thought that Jace Oliver did a very good job, very personable, you know, very human up there. Uh, you know, uh, I, I got to say, I think you may have ended the Hamburglar's career. Um, you know, and then uh, then uh, Wrecking Wall. Wrecking Wall seems like an interesting guy. He's uh he's a lot more personable off stage than he comes across on stage. On stage, he was he didn't have much uh, charisma to him. He, he looked down a lot. Well, I tell you what I liked about Wrecking Wall on stage is he would turn his body towards a person talking and listen, like really listen, and that I, I liked that. You know, a couple times, Termot, you could say he wasn't really listening. Um, I, I just like the Mike idea the that mat. he was trying to listen and engage. Mike the Matt. Mike yeah. the Matt, he's going to take you to the mat, Brad. Uh, yeah, I think so. I like all of them talking to him before and after. I thought they were. That Hamburglar, though, he was the one. He was the one that uh, you asked him, hey, talk to me like you're talking to a guy at a bar. And immediately he just started politicking and yelling at the He audience. didn't even listen to it, did he? Like, he, he just did it. He went, I was trying to avoid doing the opening statements. I didn't want that. And he just went right into that shit. And I interrupted him briefly during it. Yeah, that. you go, I remember I'm a guy at a bar. And a couple times, Ian, when they started going into their bullshit, like, well, actually, it was Hornberger. I'd, I'd be like, guy in the bar just killed himself, dude. And Brad's a very animated moderator. I'd love to have you, you know, on the on the big stage, Brad. Oh, you would? You don't have Jake Tapper. I can't take Jake Tapper. Yeah, so Jake it was Tapper's fun. A real douchebag. You don't like Jake Tapper? No, we. I think we were talking about this on another episode, but they should really have moderators like Chris Rock. Not Chris Rock, uh, Kid Rock, Kid Rock, and Chris Rock, and The Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock, Kid Rock, The Rock, and The Rock. Yeah, that yeah. should be one night. Yeah, well, one night. Oh, yeah. All yeah. the rocks. It's all the rocks. Triple all rock. the rocks moderate the 2024 debate. Did so? Did Reckonwald sound yeah. like uh, the nerdy scientist from The Simpsons? I'm not familiar with that. Are you, Mr. President? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. We have Grumpy. He ranked Toad and then Chase. Josh Toted and Chase as his top three. 
Is there a guy who's I mean, I can't take Joe seriously. I'm sorry. I can't put yeah. him up there. You think yeah, is his real name Toad? I mean, no, at, I, yeah. No, at the end not. of the day, what, what can any of them take me on anyway? You know, but uh, I, I, I would destroy Toad twenty seconds. I, I don't know. I, honestly, I, I think that the only one that might be able to really hang with you might be Toad because he doesn't care about winning. Well, and, you know what? Maybe <laughs> we should see that debate sometime then. Well, we Trump, should, we should debate. organize a debate between Trump here and Toad. I think a Trump Toad ticket sounds like Trump Toad. That sounds pretty good. It's got the alliteration. It's got you know, sounds well, pretty least, good. At least yeah. Trump's up front. I'm not gonna VP yeah. to anybody. Ian. What's that? I'm not gonna VP to anybody. Ian. I know. I know. I know you won't. All right. So but yeah, you I mean, won't you make that. You make that debate. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm not saying there. you. I'm not saying you would be the VP, sir. You misunderstood. No, Toad's the candidate. Trump's the VP. Oh, no, no. You're saying Trump should be the VP to Toad. I think Toad no. should go. Yeah, that's that's what you think, Brad. I, I think this might, yeah. it might be your way to get another another eight years. He's younger. Yeah. Yeah, you could be in the White House and you could really be running things. Well, I mean, I mean if you think yeah. about it, you're thinking about it that way, Ian, I could be in there another. Eight years 12, and 12. Then another four years. Yeah, yeah. 12, years. <laughs> twelve years. You could. Yeah, you, know, this you could. This is starting to sound like a really good idea. If we really want to drain the swamp and destroy the deep state. <laughs> yeah, All right. we get you in for Toad's VP for for eight years, and then you come back. I mean, sir, you're you've said it yourself. Your your mind is getting sharper with every birthday. <laughs> you know, it, it gets sharper with every birthday and every draw of oxygen. <laughs> see a couple comments here on on uh rockfin <laughs> that i've missed here we have denver Attaway. the only denver place Attaway i got covid or the flu was taco bell what was that the only the only place that denver got covid or the flu during uh the lockdowns was at taco bell well, that's too bad i love their tacos it was a menu yep. item it was under his the only cents. place what then he got that he got COVID, which he calls the flu at Taco Bell. Yeah, I don't know uh, where I got it. Every time I got, I got, I got it, I got it like three times. I got the Denny's variant. Yeah, it didn't affect. I was lucky. Like it didn't. I was like no issues. I had a little stuffy nose, and that's it. Did you put your mat your mouth in your hand after you grabbed a pussy without a well? Yeah, I started that touching everything. <laughs> started touching. I go to the grocery store, just run down the aisle, touching everything, both sides. Yeah, hell yeah. We have uh, pre-COVID. They redefined the culture with shock treatment and stress and private equity control of hospital operations. It, it, what, what happened in COVID is actually like really fucking crazy, and I think that's why why it got so heated with um with Hornberger just he seems to be brushing it off and, and and you can't brush it off and be taken seriously well, there were a couple of people in your audience that were like bring it up the the, somebody did say at, 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 once it got to like a you know right at the precipice somebody somebody in the crowd goes stop talking about the damn shot it was great i loved it, <laughs> I loved it. Uh, people are unruly. yeah i mean there is there are more pressing issues that's what i'm getting at with it Brad yeah. Rand, let's look ahead the most entertaining ahead. debate i've seen all year yeah and i've watched funny. all of them i've watched them all with you guys yeah it'll be out tomorrow. was the best one i've ever seen it'll be out tomorrow and did you uh, debate mr president I mean, I came no, out there and I he roasted. Need to. 
Yeah, he's roasted, isn't he? he doesn't but, I mean, I'm calling out that toad. I'll, I'll debate him on national television. I would like to see a toad versus Mr. President, former president debate. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. We should try and arrange that. So, unless you have any other things that you want to address about the debate, Mr. President, I think we can move on. And any I mean, final the, words? I, I do want to say this. That Conyers, McDonald's. Uh, you can, Conyers. The, well, yeah, that's the, where it was. The debate was it was at the Conyers VFW. That McDonald's was a five star McDonald's. I'd give it a Michelin star if I could. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not allowed to give out Michelin stars, at least not yet. When I'm elected president on day one, I will hand out Michelin stars to McDonald's. He got me. He got me McDonald's at like 10 p.m. and then he got me Del Taco at like 2 a.m. The president. Oh, same uh, night. Yeah, same night. Same night. So Georgia Tech beat North Carolina tonight. For any basketball fans out there, it always happens. We should have to always do shows when Tech plays because that's the only time they ever win. Carolina, really? Right. Yeah, they beat God Carolina. bless those yellow jackets. Now I got to keep watching them the rest of the season. I just want them to lose badly so I can just stop watching them altogether. Super Bowl predictions. I, 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 so we have the 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. You know who was in the Super Bowl in 2020? Mm-hmm. The 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Really? Were they? Yes, they were. Yeah. You I know, think, I stopped watching uh, the NFL after the dealing. I think the least racist team should win. Well, so a lot of people think that. Right, 49ers. A lot of people. Yeah. I think the most racist team should win. Well, you would, anyway. That's a terrible thing to say. I, I think that everybody thinks they're going to rig it for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they can do that because even even if it's not rigged and Kansas City wins, everyone's going to think it's rigged because of well, what's her name, Taylor Swift. Yeah, Mr. Pfizer, the Taylor there. Swift cheats. You know, yeah, I can really relate to the subject. I feel like I can really relate to the subject better than anyone. Well, weigh in then. I mean, they rig the election. You don't think they can rig the Super Bowl? They rig everything. Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah. I think they did. I think it was going to be Baltimore versus the 49ers. And then right at the last minute, they changed it up. But, Why would they do that? I'm just curious. I found out. No, yeah, he found oh, out. Oh, because you found, I found out. That, probably, I found out yeah. that. He you were on to him, and, and now you, all yeah. your work. So, is... so Titch McGee says something that I, I was wondering if this would happen to. He said, Taylor Swift's surprise halftime show. We have Usher there. Mm. Would, would Taylor Swift mm. do this? I don't know. Is, could they possibly do that? It would really be obnoxious. Oh, from the stands. She's, she'll be mic'd up, and uh-huh. from the stands. She'll Ripper. be sitting there the whole time in the box. Yeah. And then the halftime show will start spotlight right. just on her. And she'll be like, what? Me? And it'll yeah. start like on the kiss cam or something. And she and goes a zip line then, down to the yeah, field. Yeah, zip line. She'll kiss <laughs> Mr. Pfizer. Right? Yeah, yeah. She makes out with makes with out with Mr. Pfizer. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then and then they get the, jabbed. Then they right jab, everyone right. gets jabbed. <laughs> <laughs> they start shooting <laughs> hypodermic they needles. They shoot people. vaccine hypodermic needles. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> vaccine guns. Ow, the, ow. No t-shirts. Everybody in the crowd gets a vaccine shot at them. Yeah. I, I, so I something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. So, when she zip lines, she needs to like stick her legs up in the air like yeah. this. She's got a huge She's bush. going down yeah. the whole way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just knocking people Very over. Good, on the way. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, dude. That's so, this is why I think the 49ers have to win you. because I think that's the only way they can convince people. I'll see you in the morning. 
Mr. President, your mic is still on. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Are you saying goodnight to Melania? Yeah, just saying goodnight to Melania. <laughs> you know, her bedtime is 9.30, mine's 4 a.m. Oh, she stayed up late yeah. then. Yeah. 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 Well, she wanted to hear the show. She likes. Uh, she likes rooting for me. Yeah. So, I think that a lot of people are talking about how Taylor Swift is going to be used to swing the Democrats with uh, the younger generation. That is which... the stupidest fucking strategy I've ever heard of in my life. I mean, I, I, I think there's something to it. Really? Because they'll have her be a spokesperson. I mean, for... it's strategy. not going to change anybody's it's mind. A, it's a CIA experiment. It's the Swift strategy. Oh, it's so stupid when they do this shit. I, I think it's more likely. I, I think that they might try that. They're saying Biden has a endorsement from her on, on his wish list. I think that cares. I think they Biden could use her like he's like he's waiting on Santa Claus. Yeah, she is Santa Claus. She's going to bring all those young people to Biden. He loves to smell all of them, and, and then they'll vote for him. Yeah, what but is I think, it with them in the sniffing? Do you think people will show up at precincts wearing like Swifties will show up at? That's what they're Dude, called. Dude, that'd be a marketing right? campaign. That'd be a smart marketing yeah. campaign. Show up NC. as a Swifty. Show up as a Swifty, get an extra vote. Yeah, and you make a, make a selfie yeah. video of it you if get, you're and yeah. get two votes. Two votes. Right. For you the get, price you get of to one. vote twice. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think she could lead in the changing of the Kansas City Chiefs name. I think she's more likely to do that than change the election. Yeah. Is the she, chefs. Just drop the eye. Call them the Kansas City Chefs. Call, yeah, she calls it out and, and suddenly. There uh, Cleese right there. becomes a champion of the Kansas City Chefs, and they wear big hat, big big uh, helmet yeah, hats. They, they, yeah, man, I would like. I I can already see that cartoon mascot in my head bouncing around the fat little chef. I'm making a Swedish chef. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, until everybody's yeah. like, you're racist, you did that to the Swedes. Yeah, but it's against can't be... white people, dude. Yeah, so Swedes, are the, Swedes are the whitest of white people. It's where white people exactly. come from. They crawl out of the Swedish ooze and go infect the rest of the world. Right. Yeah, dude. They go right to Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So, you guys have been fought. Well, actually, I want to show you this, Mr. President. Uh Justin's with us too, by the way. He he hopped in and, uh, while we were talking. This E. Jean Carroll story, yeah, where Justin, you, uh, I want to take yeah. the time to to put you on the spotlight. And welcome you to forty five an hour later since you've been here. Thank you, Mr. President. So, Mr. Oh, President, yeah. you've been they found that you need to pay this E. Jean Carroll lady who says that you raped her. That's her attorney. And uh, that's whoa, the CNN guy. Whoa. Okay. Her attorney, some dopey woman whoa. who says that you have to pay, I don't even know. You have to pay her some astronomical amount of money now, they say. And you know that she told all these people she was going to buy them jet skis and cars. And all the, 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 she's not, you're, you appealed it though, sir. So it's not yeah. going to, yeah, she's talking about that's what she's going to do with the money, money here. Yeah. That's yeah, That's what I'm talking money. about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so here she she talks about what she's going to do with the money. Shopping spree. Here, it might not be the right timestamp, but we'll listen to all of it anyway. And his legal troubles has been politically, he only seems to get more powerful within the Republican Party. That's um, a lawyer. I understand That's you've her. been focused on the trial, but do you see that? Do you have concerns, not based on your trial specifically, but just about the fact that this person who you've stared down in a courtroom has only gotten more powerful as all of this has played out, and you've won repeatedly in these cases? It is a paradox. For him, the courtroom was not a courtroom to him. It was a campaign stop. 
that was clear. Um, so we had two different objectives. Ours was to win a case. His was to win voters. We'll see how that plays out, that he's uh, using me to win voters. So, so that's her proposition. They sued him, right? They sued him and brought him into court. And he's using her to win voters, even though she just got awarded some hundreds of millions of dollars. But he's using her is her argument here. Yeah. Are you sexual okay? assault. A man found liable for sexual assault is using the woman he's sexually assaulted to get votes. You may soon, though. Have she sounds quite a bit of his money. Yeah, okay, I spent years and years as a bartender. She sounds like someone who I've overserved, sitting she there babbling true. on yeah, to me. I'm sorry. I'm gonna my expert opinion as a bartender. She's ham- She's hammered. She's, she's also high. hammered. Yeah. She's also mm-hmm. high on ten thousand. I've ser- I've served Botox. this person over and over yes. and just wish they would leave my. We got bar. so tits in Denver agree with you. Tits says this bitch reminds me of Nancy Pelosi. And Denver says she looks like an alcoholic and sounds like one. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and absolutely. And, and again, found liable is that this is a preponderance of evidence in a civil court case, and the jury instructions from the judge. <laughs> where it was a biased judge, when you look at the background of it, was basically if you find that he in any way poked her arm, that is assault. So mm-hmm. th- so that, that is what he was found uh, liable for. The yeah. rape part of it, they did not. They disagreed with that. So they did not find him liable for that. Right. And, and this yeah, because that story. was working out with Tobin. With Tobin? Yeah, I'd go and work out at Tobin's house. You're talking about the Supreme Court judge. No, me and him would work out with Tobin. Right. The, the, you're talking about boofing. Yeah, but we'd be working out with Tobin. Can I agree? Boofing. Right, right. Yeah, they would boof together and work out. Now, he was doing all the boofing. Which is flatulence, although I think people sometimes understand it as butt sex. I don't know which definition you're going by here. Flatulence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, now here's what she says she's going to do with the money. To get votes. You may soon, though, have quite a bit of his money. And I wonder how you plan to use that. Oh, it's inspiring. We talk about it a lot. <laughs> We're going to do good with that money. We're going to do. Mary Trump has suggested uh, we turn Trump Tower into an animal sanctuary, for instance. A joke. That was a joke, Poppy. <laughs> that was a joke, Poppy. Uh, no, but we're, we're inspired to uh, do not waste a penny of this. And we have some good ideas that we're working on. Specifically, she does seem hammered, doesn't she? Hammered. Absolutely hammered. Well, Donald yeah. Trump. But she's a professional drunk. That's she why is. she's able to hold you it know, together. She sounds like Robert Evans, kind of. Who's that? The, yeah, a little bit like Robert Evans. I get that. Robert sure. Evans. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She also told Anderson Cooper that rape is sexy a few years ago. Hates yeah, women. Remember, remember the New York Magazine, the famous quote when they said, Don, what do you think of women? He said, women, they're not worth a piece of crap. Remember that quote? And so I think one is of that the things a quote? we could do, seeing as how he's... What was going on with her face? She's got whatever Joe Biden has. 
They have oh, the same yeah, thing. Melty brain syndrome. They got melty brain. <laughs> got, they yeah. both have melty brain. Yeah, MBS. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Melty brain syndrome. Yeah, right. yeah, they do. She's got the same thing. What do you think this guy is looking at here? He's looking down. He's not listening to her. Well, I saw another one of these things. It was like a morning talk show with these two. They're going on the networks, you know. They're going on a tour. And uh, and what they brought up was uh, they were going to go on a shopping spree and buy sports cars and jet skis and right. all these fun things. Yeah, she's going to set up a women's center for because you hate them. It's going to be a, just nothing but pussy hats. Which we should, I think we should go with the idea we had, Mr. President. Ma- we should make the MAGA pussy MAGA hats. MAGA pussy hats. Yeah, I think Get it'd be really popular amongst female Republicans. Oh, yeah, yes. so sure. a couple comments that uh, are relevant here. Uh, Lacey Lou says on Rockfin, I thought boofing meant men using their butt as a pocket to sneak drugs or contraband as a, as a pocket pussy or a pocket prison wallet. A prison wallet. Okay. Uh, um, but butt yeah. pocket. Yeah, but pies, many uh, a prison purse, many names for it. Uh, Tit says you can die from your from uh, your butt chugging too much alcohol. <laughs> what? Yeah, butt know. chugging was a big. Yeah, phenomenon. be careful with that Ridgeway. It was a big too phenomenon. much alcohol yeah, up your butt. Justin, you're about that age. Yeah, yeah. you're right. People start <laughs> chugging all that. You're liquid. the youngest one here. We need to tell you. Are you sitting on a bottle of wine right now, Ridgeway? Are you slurping yep. it up? Yeah, gross. So are you going to end all butt-chugging deaths? I mean, you prison? know, I, I, they want making butt-chugging illegal. <laughs> okay. At the federal level, huh? At the federal level. Wow. we gotta, we got to illegalize butt-chugging. But That's... then there's going to be a big butt-chugging black market. You know, <laughs> right, what are you going to do about that? All conundrum. There'll be a bunch of butt-chuggers coming across the border. Yeah, there's a lot of butt-chuggers coming. What are your thoughts on the border, Mr. President? Uh, you know, there's off. a lot of butt chuggers coming across the border, <laughs> just like you said, Brad. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, it's a it's a huge it's a huge problem. They said I didn't build a wall. I built a wall. I just didn't build the whole wall. But but what about in Texas, Ian? I know you've read up a little bit about what's going on in Texas. What are your thoughts on that? The, the the standoff between the federal government and the Texas National Guard. I, I don't know how much I really know, but I mean, I get so one of the things is that I did learn was that they didn't. Apparently, the Supreme Court didn't say they couldn't put up the razor wire, barbed wire, all those things. They just said the federal government could take it down. That that right. was essentially what it is. So everything that's been planned. I mean, I'm. You know, whatever, man. I'm all for it. I'm all for this kind of. Um, uh, th- there's obviously, like, I'm. There's obviously something going funny going on down there at the border. There's all these people coming in. Uh, I'm not really. Yeah, they're murderers. They're no, right it's there. yeah. I mean, I'm not really <laughs> one of these. I get it. I, I think I, I, I'm not sure. I understand w- if there's a consistent libertarian position on this or not. I know I'm that sure in theory, there's some conflict. I think in in the party. Yeah, I think I think in theory, I get the theory in an ideal world you want to have open borders. However, we have open borders in the United States between the states, and I think yeah. I'm totally cool with that. It's freedom of travel there. Uh you know, I I'm kinda like, well, if you don't have a border, then what is your country? I'm kind of in that camp. You know, right. So, you know, maybe there's not some uh, conflict there. And if anybody I don't know if those guys are still listening or not, but I, I know that some of the candidates I know are, are pro uh, secession. 
and our, uh, you know, like Texas uh, should secede from the union and nullification. I think a lot of them are, are pro uh, and uh, so I, 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 so I think like if Texas is their own, Texas should control their own borders, but you can have open borders elsewhere. I, I, I'm confused around the position on that, that as well. And um, it's, it's hard to, so I think that's a, which is a, a volatile issue. So that that's one that like, I think it would be good to have um, clarity on, and maybe it's just my understanding of it. But well, yeah. I agree with Ian. If you don't have a border, what's the point of sovereignty? Well, well so uh, uh, Hornberger, he his border position is open open borders, and um, I, I know that Josh is uh, he he wants to get rid of all all the the social programs and whatnot as well. I don't I don't know where he is on on. I think uh, he he I think he is Texas has the right to protect their border. Um, I don't know how, what that means when it comes to if you're fully open border, what if a, a state secedes? So they're no longer part of your, your nation if they secede. Of course, we're a long way from that. But it just gets into some um, – I would want to ask uh, – I mean I, there's a couple I'm, – I'm open to hearing all kinds of things about this. But you know what I would want to ask are the leaders of these other countries. For instance, Mexico has one of the largest inexpensive labor forces in the entire world available to them. Why are they unable to create jobs for themselves in their own country? Those are the questions. I mean, there may be a reasonable explanation to Taylor that. Swift. Just, yeah. Taylor Swift, Mr. Yeah. Pfizer. Yeah. Now, there may be a very reasonable, believable explanation. I just don't know what it is. And right. uh, I haven't Googled it. Right. Um, and I, I agree with Denver. He says a lot of what's going on there is it is all PR because they're, they're, they're focusing on that, uh, that Shelby park area. And the, you know, I don't know. I don't know what what's going to happen there. Uh, I I I saw an article about how there's a lot of people because they're sending all the truckers down there to to go line up and and block the border or do something for Texas. They're worried about there being feds. They should be worried about that because there's definitely mm-hmm. going to be a lot of feds there. This is uh, almost another January six type thing going on, but it's different though. It, it is different. I'm not quite sure. Uh, what is going to come of this? If it's going to lead to some sort of call for secession, if it's, I don't think it's going to trigger a, a civil war, no. but we're heading that way. There's, I just don't think we are headed towards a civil war. I, I understand that we talked about this. America is too fat to have a civil war. It, right. There's just, it yeah, wouldn't yeah. happen. Everyone is too fat. There, everyone would run out of breath and give up. The I minute mean, people got uncomfortable, the civil war would be over. I just don't. I just don't buy it. I just. I, right. I've never, yeah. uh, never heard of a president ever say that he's going to turn his F eighteen. You, yeah, you're telling me. You're, you're telling me that an entire country that that uh, locked down for a year after being asked to be locked down for two weeks is going to have a civil war. I just don't see the evidence in past behavior that that's true. Where would this come from? Well, so. My thinking on that is, let's say it's kind of a, so. Gordon here says Shelby Park is a giant distraction. It's three miles of border. Meanwhile, Texas has twelve hundred more miles left mm-hmm. to, that are open. That, that's correct. It, it, is that if you if you have this this little standoff happen down there, and a bunch of people go and they they stand with Texas, kind of like a lot of people went on January sixth. I told people multiple times on the show before January sixth. I said it's a setup. There will be feds there. You will get arrested for doing nothing, and, and they will put you in, in, in jail. I said this multiple times on the show. I was mm-hmm. right about it. And this 
seems like it could be a similar psyop situation where you have people come down there, they create some conflict. Interesting. With, There's with, an interesting ruling that just came out from Canada where that just said that Trudeau was not allowed to uh, have cut off the truckers' bank accounts. Right? Yeah, he, their, yeah, their Supreme right. Court. So it's interesting timing for that that's to good. come out. Actually, that's good that that happened. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree, but it's it is interesting timing. Is that good or bad for? motivating right. people to come right. to this thing. Totally. So, so like right. I worry that they're going to cause some conflict between mm -hmm. uh, these people and the federal government that ends up in the people who, in, you know, embrace the conflict with the federal government end mm -hmm. up in prison like the January 6 people did while the federal mm -hmm. agents are perfectly fine. And if that were to happen, that would move people closer and closer to being willing to get up off the couch and fight in some sort of domestic uh, Maybe. conflict. It could happen, but I just don't see it as very likely. Based on the people I see every day driving to work. World War Three or Civil War more likely to happen first? What do you guys think? Well, we're I want to give a, we're already in World War I want to say hello to yeah. <laughs> I want to say hello to Gordon Shumway in your audience. I'm a big fan of yours, Gordon. Big fan. <clears throat> you said big fan of Gordon's. Gordon Shumway, yeah, big fan of his. He's got the Alf profile picture. Nice. Yeah, that's who Alf is. Gordon Shumway. Oh, There's yeah. A, yeah. It is Alf. You have Alf watching your show, Brad. <laughs> yes, I didn't know that's I'm the actor. the fan. It was actually a reality show. Alf is real. I don't know if any of you know that, but that's part of the top secret documents. <laughs> I didn't know Alf was real. <laughs> yeah, he watches your show. He's here. Alf, I appreciate it. He's got two stomachs, so he can eat more uh, delicious dinner than the rest of us can. I know. He loves to eat cats, though. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to get himself a bacon lucky and tomato. All right. So, bacon let, lucky and tomato BLT. Let's get, let's get out of here. Let's do, let's do, uh, All right. let's lighten it up doing, uh, what's it called? Florida Man story. The, um, yeah, yeah. The smoking gun. Then we'll get out of here. I, I think that's an interesting subject. And uh, Jack Burton says we live in the we're living in the U.S. of a Gladio. Talking about Operation Gladio, everything at the federal level is complete theater. It, it certainly seems that way. Wait a minute, did does. you say Jack Burton? Yeah, Jack Burton. Uh -huh. You know Jack from from Little China, Little Jack. China. Jack Burton. Is that is that what? That's you've from? got you've got another uh, secret operative watching you, Brad. Well, maybe so. I appreciate I appreciate the attention if that's the case. All right, here we go. Well, let's I mean, see these what... are, people think they're fictional characters. They're not. They're real people, and they watch your show, Brad. Well, I'm glad to have Alf, and uh, I don't know. You can skip. You can skip the the pet gecko one. I don't want to see the killed gecko. No, so let's do a vote for the four of us. We have and and the chance we have. Uh, we're gonna which. Smoking gun story we're going to go through. Naked woman in convenience store rampage. Seems like a pretty good one there. Uh, then we have Circle K clerk battered with chocolate egg. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Say that one more time. Circle K clerk battered with chocolate egg. And then we have woman killed pet gecko in garbage disposal. I don't want to see that. Sounds oh. brutal. Yeah, no thanks. The Mississippi mother and viral Walmart video arrested for child neglect. Sounds real serious. There's, I know two of them that I definitely want to hear. I want to hear two of them. Then the last one in the top five yeah. years, man tried to swap drugs. For, oh, we did that one. Swap drugs for fried pickles. Yeah, let's, already, let's I vote already. for um, the Circle K. Battered and fried with chocolate egg.
right, we'll go with uh, Circle K. <laughs> Battered in front. I'll make that a little bit bigger there. I wanted to hear that other one. Well, maybe it's well, short. We'll, we'll get another Maybe one. it's short. But I got to go soon, guys. Circle K, clerk battered with chocolate egg. Victim hitting forehead with a uh, thrown sweet treat is the headline. It's happened on January 26th. It says, uh, quote, what are you in for? Assault with a chocolate egg. A Florida man was arrested Wednesday after allegedly striking a Circle K cashier in the forehead with a thrown chocolate egg and then uh, hopping the counter to further batter the victims, uh, cops say. According to the cl- criminal complaint, you can see the guy here. I mean, the guy looks like he's in good shape. With uh, more chocolate eggs, so he jumped over and, and kept smashing chocolate eggs. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like to hope so. <laughs> Edward uh, or Riordan, the convenience store worker, tried to check out John uh, Mayhas as he was next in line. However, for some reason, Mayhas refused to let Riordan handle the transaction. Uh, instead, Mayhas walked over to another employee rendered payment, and then threw a chocolate egg towards the victim, hitting him in the forehead. So the guy didn't like his cashier. Oh my God. Goes to another cashier, and then after he's done, decides, I got to pelt the, this cashier I don't like. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if this is a race thing. Wait a minute. One of the two guys, Mihosh and what? <laughs> yeah. We don't know the other one's name, but yeah, Mihosh is the, uh, the one who committed the crime, and uh, Riordan is the convenience store worker. So this is a white guy. Uh, I don't Riordan. Know. Riordan, maybe. All I right. dated a girl. Her last name was Riordan. What'd she look like? She looked like that guy. I, I like this next. So it doesn't indicate that if the egg was no. Cadbury, Cadbury <laughs> or a lesser or lesser Hershey concoction. What about Reese's? Those Reese's eggs are really Oh, good. yeah. It says the complaint. I hope it was the Cadbury one. Yeah, because then he'd get, he'd, get, yeah. <laughs> he'd get the egg all over him. Yeah, He walked towards the other employee, rendered payment, and then he threw it, hitting, hitting that guy in the forehead. And the complaint does not indicate, as you said, if the egg was Cadbury, Kinder, or lesser Hershey concoction. After Riordan asked him to leave the Circle K, Mihas, seen above, this guy, became irate, cops say, and hurtled the counter to push and strike the victim's face. When subsequently questioned by police, Mihas reportedly admitted that he jumped over the register counter and struck the victim. Uh, Mihas was arrested for battery, a misdemeanor, and booked to the county jail, from which he was released yesterday, posting a $1,000 bond. Mihas lives a 10-minute drive away from the Circle K, which was located in Tarpon Springs, a central Gulf coast of Florida. So that's it. That one wasn't as exciting. He just seems to like not like that uh, other... Reordered. Yeah. yeah. Is there a history there? Or you think it's a racial thing? It sounds. I, to me, I think the Mihashes and the Riordans have been rivals. I think it's decades. a sexual thing. And it's a crystal meth thing. So it could be a sexual thing, a crystal meth thing, or a hundred years family, fa- family rivalry. You're saying yeah, family rivalry. Yeah, maybe it's both. Maybe it's all three. Maybe it's all three. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got Grand Theft Auto. That yeah. egg looks pretty intricate, though. So, well, that's not the egg. No, that's that's a, not the egg. That's, that's just very, an egg yeah, that yeah. these guys put up. The I eggs really in do, the evidence yeah, room. I, I just hope he kept breaking Cadbury eggs on him. That's a funny thing. Forcing him to eat the Cadbury though, eggs. This mugshot, though, the guy's like, "Yeah, so what? I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do like, it again." It looks like I'll, he's threatening to shove Cadbury yeah, eggs. Oh, you give me an egg, I'll throw it in your fucking forehead, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that guy's armed with Cadbury. I wanted it. 
All right. Fucking going down. All right, so Naked Woman Convenience Store, then we're out of here. Naked Woman, the Convenience Store Rampage. That's her right there. Is that her? Yeah, she's super hot, right? Wow. Would you? She looks like Andy Serkis. She's Andy Serkis is dressed as. (laughs) She kind of is, yes. Uh, Mr. President. Would you? Yes or no? No. Absolutely not. Mr. President? I mean, you put a bag on it. It's how you get those red marks on your hand. You can't say things like that when you're running for office. Right? <laughs> uh, Justin, would you? Would I what? W- would you what? Yeah. Yeah, you would. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> you know you're insane. Oh, oh you are yeah, insane. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, would yeah I would without the bag. Yeah. Oh, you're insane. You go, you got no bag. All right. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> A naked woman. Uh, Justin looks like one of the three musketeers. Kind of. <laughs> a naked woman welding a sharp-edged vegetable I think, peeler. A vegetable I think she talks peeler, like this. Probably. Threatened a convenience store convenience store workers, uh, destroyed a Red Bull display, and masturbated in front of the sheriff oh, before being taken into custody, custody last night. Let me read that again. A naked woman uh, uh, weld, uh, wielding a sharp-edged vegetable peeler threatened convenience store workers, destroyed a Red Bull display, and masturbated in front of sheriff deputies before being taken into custody <laughs> last night on a variety of charges. Have you guys ever done that? No, no. I mean, and I want to know for how long did she masturbate? In front hopefully of they let her finish. Yeah, hopefully they let her finish. It's a polite thing to do. Maybe that's the only way she can get off. Maybe she's a CNN employee. Maybe she's like, she's, Jeff- she's a Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah, <laughs> let's see what that... Can you imagine what that? Like, she was wielding a potato peeler. Yeah, you walk into a convenience store. There's it's a sharp woman. edged, a sharp edged vegetable peeler. It says here that she was um, booked on a variety of charges. It means they didn't have enough space in this article to write how many different charges. We can actually pull up the document and see if there's anything we missed here. I think all of these should be. He was exposed, do, exposing her sexual organs. That's what should, the news uh, story said. We should do like reenactments of all these. You can play her, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi. Fuck you, Red Bull. Fuck this Red Bull. Yeah. I'm gonna masturbate. You stuck to like tore the display down like while she was masturbating. She was like, yeah, she, she like, was, and she was keeping it, people. Like, she, she was keeping people at bay with the vegetable peeler. Yeah. Lacey Lou says, "In my city, a cab driver got caught naked in his cab right in the street in the middle of the day." Monica and I once we were leaving WSB, there was a a bus stop right there to the right of it, and there was this like uh, ten at night, and there was just a guy just sitting there jerking off at the bus stop. Wow. So we gave him a ride, obviously. Of course, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. The, the article goes on to say investigators allege that uh, was that Celia Barrett, uh, 35, she looks like she's 50, uh, caused a drunken disturbance Sunday evening at the racetrack. Upon arriving um, at the store, Barrett began yelling, uh, <laughs> yelling about being trespassed from the business prior that day. On Saturday, police warned Barrett that she would be subject to arrest if she returned to the racetrack. As detailed... And a series of criminal complaints after Barrett 
peeler in hand, showed up at the store around 6.40 p.m. So she went there with the peeler. And she threatened two workers, one of whom told police that she said she would kill him. Um, she I'm then a Julianne, you motherfucker. Yeah, she then so they had a history of conflict. She then proceeded to topple and break a display of Red Bull energy drinks and spill cigarettes from a carton uh, that she tore. So she's dumping cigarettes. It sounds like she's creating a series of Home Alone-like obstacles. When, when officers arrived at racetrack, Barrett was still inside and naked, still naked. Uh, prior to be taken into custody, she began masturbating in front of the deputies, a cop reported. Hey, you know, I like the way that Gordon Shumway thinks. Wait, what would Gordon say? Huh? In, in your comments down here. You're talking about Alf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah her, what, what? Alf and Trump 45. You're talking about threesome with her, Alf, and Trump 45. You'd have a three-way with with this woman and Alf? Wow. Gordon, I'm, I'm coming over. Give me about 45 minutes. <laughs> well, what is, what is Alf? What kind of what sex does that? Oh, that'd be a four-way. Yeah, he's got all the three-way. All right, if you're asking this Gordon dude, then it'd be a four-way. Barrett reportedly admitted to being intoxicated. They ever have to tell us that? Like the story would be that they were sober. Is Alf? (laughs) She reportedly consumed approximately six shots of liquor. All right, so this woman took six shots and did this. That seems like a, a low amount of shots. Yeah. And she was charged with ag- aggravated assault, disorderly intoxication, criminal mischief, and exposure of sexual organs. And she's being held in the county jail. And she has a rap, a rap sheet of prostitution, criminal mischief, and, and narc- So this is just like somebody who, who just, whenever she comes into conflict with somebody, she starts like, you know, pounding her mouse. Like that's just her. She doesn't care anymore. Hmm. Long line of prostitute. What, what What do you guys think of this woman? Uh, I think I could probably Great. save her. Yeah, you probably, I could probably I could turn her around. I think. What's no, crazy is there's I, somebody I somebody who reads that and says I, I, I can save that, just like he says, my girl. Yeah, and I agree with that. Anyone who works I mean, at a convenience Jeff store, Wayne, I'm I like, how? Her. Like a convenience store is definitely, <laughs> definitely a, a terrible. It's like. I think maybe that and then maybe being a bartender in uh, like a Somalian pirate bar, village bar would also be as dangerous as being a convenience store worker. Yeah. Troy says uh, store clerk is one of the most yeah. dangerous jobs you could possibly have. Dana says not very appealing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just – I would like to be invited to this woman's wedding. I, I imagine she always has drugs on hand. And I want to know what the past beef she had with this convenience store is. Well, ever since her license got suspended, she can't drive to the other one. Who thanks God every day for that. We, <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, we used to have people come to the theater that were a little bit uh, uh, crazy like that. I mean, all of us were crazy, but some of nobody ever masturbated in front of us when the police showed up, though. Unfortunately. No, no, no. So do you guys have any closing comments before we get out of here? I mean, I think Gordon Shumway and I could save that woman. You guys can have a be in a poly. Was it polyamorous relationship? Is that what they call it? I mean, I yeah. <laughs> I got to get going. All right, see you, Ian. Thank All right, you. later, guys. Of course. Yeah. Do hey, you buddy. think? Do you think that Melania would be okay? You know, she likes furries. Melania likes furries. 
Yeah, interesting. Yeah, right. Now, Aram says if she was given alcohol, she'd probably um, fellatio. He said it another way, assuming police didn't get called. And I do wonder about that because you have these crazy people there and you have this woman doing this stuff to her. There's got to be a couple of creeps in there who are thinking, all right. And how do you prevent that? From, maybe she was just trying to find her a nice officer who maybe could uh, make an honest woman out of her. Just give them a little preview, like yeah, a little, a little, hey, thing, a little uh, here's what uh, here's what you're gonna get. I'll come. We'll yeah. come to the convenience store, and you know, yep. you can steal some cigarettes and Red Bull while I play with myself, Mr. President. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, Brad. Is that you gonna run on the platform that uh, makes that legal? Will you pardon this woman? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to waste one of my pardons on her. If I didn't waste one on the Tiger King, I'm not going to waste one on her. You know, the Tiger King was going to run as a libertarian, but he's, he like dropped out or something. Uh, I think he's I still in jail. That. You would have loved to have gotten to interact with him, wouldn't you? Yeah, you want to talk about polarizing people? That is one polarizing person. Is he still in prison? I don't even know. What's he, what is he in prison for? Do you guys know? I don't, I don't remember. I think he tried to kill that woman. Is that what he's in prison for? What that documentary said that he tried to, but you know, they say she tried to kill him or that's what he claims. Right. I mean, I knows. don't know. I don't know the story enough to talk about it. It knows what's going on. You can watch it. It's on Netflix. Rich, why did you yep. watch the Tiger King? No, I did not. No. I didn't either. I only watched a little bit of it. So, but all that's right. What the show is sponsored by Justin. Tiger King. What are your final thoughts? Um, on anything, on anything in life in general. Would I, you jumped in late. I'd love to hear what I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, you know, you think all's right with the world? Think everything's great. You th- the country's never been, been more united. We're we've never been better. Everybody gets along with one another so well. Right. Everything you read online, everybody's so nice to each other. What are your uh, What are your predictions for the twenty twenty four election? I can't wait. I hope. Well, I actually, I was going to pitch this idea to you. All right, I already right. pitched this idea to Brad. So Let's hear it. Just hear me out here. All right. What if you? Are Biden's vice president? Would you do that? No, Would you do that? Absolutely not. No. Uh, hold, hold on now. Hold on. You guys on, get you on. guys get to sleep in race car bunk beds. Yeah, you gotta sleep. You you gotta stay in the White House together. You gotta you gotta sleep in bunk beds. You know, and just think about it. He'll be sitting up there rambling around, and then you, you get to go and put. You get to go put your hand up on his shoulder and be like, "Don't worry, Joe. I'll take you from here." I you know, you, from you, sh- you just shoot, you just shoot him off. He's he's mumbling off. He's like, "What? You Joe can carry won? him off like a baby. You'll look like yeah. a hero." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can feed You'll be him. Like what Joe was trying to say. You guys yeah. are out of your minds. You don't You're think that's like mind. a like I a five D chess move right there? You get to be mm-hmm. Joe's savior instead of Kamala Harris. Yeah, you guys are I out agree. of your minds. They're you gonna get Big them? Mike in there. They're getting Big Mike. Big Mike, you talking about <laughs> Michelle Big Obama? Mike. <laughs> Michelle Obama might can beat you if she comes in there. I think it would be smart of her to reveal the penis. 
I think she would earn more votes by revealing the penis because what a better time to reveal that Barack Obama is gay officially and that Michelle Obama has a big old penis than right now. No better time in history. Jesus, Brad, you didn't have to be so descriptive. I'm just saying, if you're going to reveal it, this is the time to do it. Nobody could criticize her. The mainstream media would applaud her. They would give. They would make it a holiday. This is why I think you need to come out as trans first, Mr. President. America first and trans first. You got some wacky ideas. I think be a good one, too. That's all I'm saying. Would you consider yeah. doing that? Yeah, I think you should really consider that. You got some wacky ideas, Brad. You know, so you, I like Gordon Chumway's idea, though. Where's the platform is going to be? Deport- all illegal aliens except for Gordon Chumway. Yes. You know, Gordon Chumway is a great, great American. I'm going to give Gordon Chumway citizenship. That's your platform. Citizenship for Gordon Shumway. Gordon says Alf is 224 years old, has a lot of experience. I'm, I think that means Alf has, has a lot of body, high body count. You okay with that? Mm. A lot of high body count. Mr. President, you don't care about that, do you? What, he's killed a lot of people? No, he's had sex with a lot of people. <laughs> you okay with that all right all right we're gonna get out of here a lot of stds uh jc says possibly but stds are different on other planets so who knows might make you these superpowers for all you know everybody might want one all right thank you guys for for joining mr president thank you for hanging out justin thank you for hanging out we'll do it again I think we've lost the president. I think he's doing his Biden impersonation. And we will talk to you guys next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.